It is an honor and a privilege. It's a responsibility to be in a leadership position. And, and if you don't see it that way, if you see it as just someone who I've captured the title, I've, I've made it, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a power status, power symbol, then you, you might want to self-reflect and rethink, you know, what is the real reason you are in this position because you may be you may be thinking that you're a leader but chances are you might have other people that think you're just a manager or somebody in a position you haven't really created that impact yet what's going on guys welcome to episode 30 of the strong society podcast and welcome to mid may mid 2023 <laughs> shit there's just so many so many halfway points but we are halfway through the year that's insane you know how how quick this year's flying by for sure um but we're excited for this episode today you know it's no secret for those that have followed the strong society podcast and have heard our personal leadership journeys We've definitely had our fair share of ups and downs when it comes to our personal development. You know, essentially what really kind of, you know, comes to mind, the phrase, you don't know what you don't know. It played very, very true for me, you know, at least just kind of, you know, shooting from the hip in a sense and, and really learning, you know, as we kind of kind of go along. But, you know, Ash, as we kind of talk about you know, our kind of lessons in, in leadership and, and essentially we'll dive into it. But the title of this of this episode is 12 Ways to Succeed as a Leader, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But Ash, what have been your top three lessons that you've learned in leadership throughout your career? Jeez, I should have looked at these notes <laughs> beforehand. Um, I think be patient. Patience. patience. I mean, it's, I'm still not That's like the most patient one. person. But I think you have to have patience and leadership because um, you are going to repeat yourself more than likely more than once. So yeah, I you have to. Just, I, think, I think that's a huge thing like is part of being a leader is just know that you're going to be repeating yourself a yeah, lot. I think for me, it's being patient and understanding that not everybody works at the same caliber that you do as a mm-hmm. leader and you shouldn't expect them to because there's a reason why you're in your role in there and theirs. And then I think also just not to take things personal. I think yeah. because you know, we are very focused and driven people. Whenever I'm in any type of role, whatever it is, I take it very seriously. And so sometimes when people aren't, you know, living up to the standards or expectations, it's hard to not take it personal because you feel like it's, you know, a direct disrespectful jab towards you, but that's not the case. I think just learning to control what you can and ask yourself if things are worth it or not, because I feel like sometimes I would stress over small things that, to me, I'm very meticulous with like how I organize, how I structure stuff. And if things would be off, sometimes I would find myself getting wound up about it. And it's in the bigger scope of things. Is it really worth it? It's not really worth me wasting my time or energy on it when I could be using it towards something that's really going to benefit the business and help grow the team or your mental space. No, that that's really good, honestly. And and maybe it was an advantage that you didn't think about these (laughs) or things because they just came, came naturally. But also, you brought up some really great ones that you know kind of had me rethinking my three lessons. You, you and can't I, change that. I know. <laughs> and obviously, there's like so many lessons that that we've learned in our entire career. And so, I mean, I think the 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 top three for me: number one, you know, humility. That's a huge thing. You basically understanding that that we don't know everything. You know, status doesn't mean a thing. You know, you should be be able to step into a position, especially a leadership role. And, 
and put your pride and ego aside and be able to work hard and serve others. Um, another one is seeking first to understand then to be understood. And, and I've talked about this in a lot, especially when um, in that one episode regarding the seven habits of highly effective people, but being able to ask questions before jumping to conclusions, before making assumptions over a situation, right? Um, being able to ask questions to get the entire picture rather than jumping right to um, right to what you feel happened in the situation. And so that was one thing that I, uh, one of the lessons I really had to learn. And then a huge one is just investing in your people, being able to ensure that you have your people at the forefront rather than just your mind on the numbers and, and on the task at hand. You want to make sure that, you know, you're taking care of your people because essentially, you know, work is half of our day and you want your, your employees and people who report to you to be able to like speak of you and say, man, you know, what an impact and influence that you had on them in, in their life. And, and if you take care of them, you know, they're going to be taking care of the, the customers and the bottom line will, will follow after that. But you brought up another one that, that reminded me second, had like a fourth one here, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I had to learn early on in 2016 was, you know, micromanaging was a huge thing for me. And like you mentioned it is, it's one of the things like I've I've done it this way. I know how to do it. Like, yeah. why aren't you all doing it at this level? Right. And that's, that's a really naive and, and unaware, um, leader manager. Right. And it, I didn't start adapting that until I grew my, my personal emotional intelligence. And so being able to really say, you know what, stay in your lane, teach them, coach them and, and allow them to rise to the challenge rise to the occasion. If they make a mistake, all part of the game you know and the the building's not going to blow up or burn down and as long as like obviously it's not affecting the company financially or legally or anything like that then it's all part of the process and so it took me a while to really understand that that yes we may do things at a certain level which is has been highlighted and probably why you're in the leadership role in the first place but your job isn't to take lead of everything and just do everything or else, yeah. you know, why do you have people around you? Yeah, and sometimes it's good to let them make their own mistakes because that's yeah. how they learn because you didn't get where you got by doing everything perfect and someone yeah. holding your hand the entire way. So like you mentioned, I think unless it's like a very costly error, sometimes instead of stepping in and intervening and saying hey no do it my way right allow them to do it their way and they're going to learn and then they'll come and ask for guidance and you can use it as a learning tool because i guarantee once you make a mistake it doesn't feel good no you don't want to repeat it so you're more likely to learn if you fail on your own and course correct versus someone always holding your hand and telling you what to do and there's a caveat there too because a lot of the times people don't want to make mistakes because they're they fear their their leader or manager is going to really come down on them they'll get in trouble for it and so um they they don't take those risks where we're encouraging them to because that's essentially how you're going to learn that's how we learned right where you're going to try something you're going to take a risk you're going to make a mistake but you're going to learn to say okay cool now i know how i can structure this differently but if if people are scared of their own managers then and that's something that i had to change you know like people who are micromanagers like you know, you're going to have, you're going to have your employees think that you're just a control freak and, and I can't make any mistakes. And so I think that's, that's step one. Like if you're in a leadership role right now, encourage your team to step out of their comfort zone and help and take on challenges and take on risks that are, that are within certain parameters, of course, 
and encourage them. If they make a mistake, ask questions so they can self-assess and say, you know what? Okay, cool. Now I know how to to do this correctly the next way or maybe try something different. And and it's such an acquired skill set. I think leadership um, and it's it's never ending. It's always you're always wanting to grow and try different things, because even when we were at the end of our leadership careers, there was always things I was still questioning about myself whenever I would go through a situation. Um, really self-reflecting on how I handled that situation. And, and nine times out of 10, there's something I, I took from it where I can say, man, you know what? Maybe I, the approach was a little bit different and I can sense it in their, in their body language. I can sense how they were receiving it, you know? And it, and it, takes, a, it takes a high, um, highly emotional, intelligent person to yeah. really self-reflect on that. Yeah, and I think that's something that even now, not in a leadership position, I find myself still... Um still practicing like if i have to have a conversation that might be difficult or uncomfortable is just asking myself like how could i have maybe handled that conversation better next time because aside from leadership too you should always be growing your skill set and yourself yeah we're still human beings still talking to people um so that's a great point but but for this episode guys you know we wanted to dive into 12 ways to succeed as a leader at any stage of development um, and, and the reason we, we are highlighting these 12 is because we wanted to highlight a part of the amazing book by Jocko Willink, Leadership Strategy and Tactics. And I'm not going to go over the entire book itself, but except he, he, he has these two pages where he says 12 ways to succeed as a new leader. And I find that whether you're a new or a tenured leader, these 12 ways are just non-negotiable. I mean, you can come at any part of your leadership or manager tenure and say, you know what, I'm really struggling as a manager right now. And I, I, I kind of have an idea of what the maybe top two things I need to work on. But if you look at these 12 things and you start take, tackling them little by little, one by one, maybe set a goal to make one of them um, a focus per month, then you will see how quick your your entire leadership presence and influence will will be and so we feel that these 12 points um although he stated as it for a new leader they're they're basically for for any leader who are looking to change their mindset and just to provide more impact and and influence but let's just go ahead and kick it off and we wanted to really provide our insight and perspective because these 12 are, are pretty spot on pretty amazing but number one, be humble. It is an honor to be in a leadership position. Ash, what are your thoughts on I'm that? I'm only smiling because you remember that one story where I was like, I just try to stay humble. Stay but humble. I, I do really think But that's that, my that's my that was my number one yeah, where I'm saying, Hey, I had to really check my humility and, and, and work on it. And I think it is I mean, it's a core value for the strong side. Yep. It's something that I think is very important to us as people and I think in any type of leadership position it is important to be humble and understand that you're there to lead your team and grow your team. And if you don't have a team, then your position isn't needed. Like you're there solely for them. So I think if you step into a leadership position, a great way to humble yourself quickly is to understand that you you're stepping into this position to make an impact in Mm -hmm. people's lives, to help people grow 
and to guide them on their journey. If you're stepping into leadership position solely for what it can do for you, then yeah. you're already stepping into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, like self-serving. And I think when you think of a leadership position, you know, it shouldn't be a thought process of, yes, I've got this promotion, I've made it, right? You don't categorize yourself you as a leader. Exactly. You have those you influence that are going to say, you know what, I worked for an amazing leader and this was why they they allowed us to spread our wings and it wasn't about them and and their humility was just off the charts and so that's why that was my number one and and like you mentioned it is our our first core value with the strong society which we thought was a huge point to have um but be humble it is an honor and a privilege it's a responsibility to be in a leadership position and and if you don't see it that way if you see it as just someone who I've captured the title, I've, I I've made power. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a power status, power symbol. Then you you might want to self reflect and rethink. You know what is the real reason you are in this position? Because you may be you may be thinking that you're a leader, but chances are you might have other people that think you're just a manager or somebody in a position. Yeah. You haven't really created that impact yet. Number two, don't act like you know everything because you don't. The team knows that. Ask smart questions. And it kind of leans into humility as well, right? A humble leader, they're going to step into a position very curious, asking questions because especially if they're if they're new to a role, maybe new to a company, they don't know everything. They're, they're still learning themselves. And if you go into a company, and trust me, you and I have experienced this countless times where we're working with individuals who come in let's say as a manager to a new company and they're coming in and, and they're already talking to their team like, yeah, you guys should do it. This or this. I'm like, and me, yeah, I'm, yeah you don't even understand the foundation exactly. of the company. Uh, and, and I, for me, it's at, at certain points I had to really take a step back because again, they're going to learn from these mistakes. They're going to learn from these approaches that they've taken. And the coaching that I can provide is to say, Hey, let's be a little bit more, you know, open, curious, ask questions, get to know your team a little bit, understand the company first, mm-hmm. you know, you're still learning yourself. And, and I've checked a few people in that too, whenever they're like, yeah, I think they should, whatever, whatever. And Hey, you got to remember too, that you're still new in this role. Yeah. And so you even have employees here that might have been in this company longer than you. And so you got to remember that. Yeah. Um, so don't act like you know everything because if you're, if you lack that much humility where you step in and you are acting like you know everything, it's just, it just looks so bad on you. And also I think if you go into a role thinking you know everything, you're also probably hindering other people's growth because yeah. you're not even open to hearing other ideas because Absolutely. you think you know it all. And I think that's a big thing for me as a leader was always what do you guys think we can do to execute this promotion or hit these targets involving your team and asking them questions and engage don't just be talking at them talk right. with them like yeah. to them if a good leader builds a strong team they're not just a strong leader you yeah. know what i mean they ha- you have to have both of them and that requires you asking them questions engaging and also being able to be the bigger person and say I don't have the answer to that question, but that's a really good yeah. question. I'm going to find out and I'll get back to you. Yeah, that, because then that idea. allows them to also say, hey, maybe they don't know everything. My leader doesn't know everything, but she's willing to learn. 
I don't know and everything, but I'm going to ask her because I want to learn. Yeah, that's a great point, too, because, you know, I feel like that's that's also a lost response at times where you can say just because you're the leader, you can say, hey, I don't have that answer right now, you know, but um, let me ask around. Let me ask my supervisor and let me see if I can get a better answer for you. Those who jump to an answer, even though they know it's not the right one, they just kind of pull some bullshit. Yeah, they just BS it, and it just looks so bad, and it basically goes back to a lack of humility. Um, But number three is listen, ask for advice, and heed it. So to me, this kind of still focuses on the humility aspect of things because essentially you want to listen. And for those who are lacking humility, maybe lacking some awareness, they're not listening. They're just doing all the talking, doing all the, the or, you know, giving all the orders and whatnot. But you want to be able to ask for advice and heed it. This was something that I had to learn early on because, again, when I started in my leadership career, being able to as as a club manager overseeing 12 14 employees you know back in 2014 15 and then going to a regional manager overseeing multiple locations of employees at that point you know i felt a lot of pressure just to say you know in this position i should know everything right and so i didn't want to reach out and ask for help i wanted to seem like hey like i've got this and while there may be a level of confidence and assertiveness that comes with that, which which we could commend, you know, especially for people new to that role, um, you also want to be okay asking for help and asking for advice and and seeing how someone else maybe would would approach a situation and then see how you can navigate that with that information, but. Um, number three, listen, ask for advice, and, and heed it. Any thoughts on that one? No, I think you pretty much, you know, chalk that one up. It's pretty simple, you know. Mm. Stop talking and just listen. Yeah. Ask for advice and and apply it. Yeah, and and your number four, you're you're big on, and you always talk about it. Um, number four is treat people with respect, regardless of rank. Everyone is a human being and plays an important role in the team treat them that way take care of your people and they will take care of you why don't you kick us off because people yeah. such a huge thing i think that's my biggest one and i'm not trying to say i was like the best leader in the world but i think i had success with my teams and leading effective teams and i think it was because this was one that i personally practiced the minute i stepped into a leadership role whether it be with a brand new team or a team that i had been a part of and i was promoted internally was respecting everyone, making it a point to talk to everyone, getting to know something personal about every person on my team so that Mm -hmm. they didn't just feel like a number. They felt like I cared about them. And we had a relationship professionally and we had targets to hit, but also I wanted to make sure they were okay as people and taking care because I know if they're good personally, then they're gonna perform better professionally. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's why it's such a huge one for me as well. Like one of the biggest things I learned was how to nurture relationships, how to, you know, take care of your people, even though I don't think I did the best at it, (laughs) even at the very end. Like, I think one of the things that I really struggled with was really stopping and seeing the right things happening and, and really just appreciating that and showing the encouragement and the recognition and, and people want that, you know, and, and, you know, we want to, to be able to, to, for her bosses to say like, man, what a great job you're doing. And, and I love that you did X, Y, and Z, like listing out specifically. And I don't think, 
like for me that was always a really challenging thing to do like i just didn't have that like yeah. some people are great at it you know yeah. and i mean i wasn't at first i think um i had a regional coach training that i had gone to at like our corporate headquarters um for a position that i had taken on and that was one of the things that they talked about was how do you think that people um best want feedback or mm -hmm. best want praise and you know it was whether do they want prizes gift cards do they want money and the most popular was actually praise mm -hmm. like people just want verbal praise and just hey you're doing really good like i appreciate it keep it up so i practiced it and i mean it was true it worked people love when people get told that they're doing good they want to continue to do good and do better because right. they like how it makes them feel yeah, most definitely. And and treating people re with respect. I think that was one thing that I never faltered on. I think um, I had some, obviously, some ups and downs where you think about, like, man, I could have said something differently. And, and but again, I always, always self-reflected on that. And, and I probably said things that pissed people off. And I probably said things I probably shouldn't have. And, and, but when it came to respect, you know, treating people regardless of what position they're in, like, I, I think that was very important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was never going to dismiss somebody who maybe was in a cleaner position or who was just a custodian. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that, that goes back to personal integrity and personal character and values. And if you, if you have that twitch in you where you, you talk down to people who are in lesser status than you, then that seems like a really personal yeah, quality. Yeah, just like a quality. bad character quality on your end if you feel like you're above anybody in any way. Yeah, most definitely. Um, number five, guys, take ownership of failures and mistakes. This goes back to our, our personal core yeah. value, accountability with the strong society. And so taking ownership of failures and mistakes is a huge one um, in one of the ways to succeed as a leader because if you're not practicing accountability, practicing ownership of things around you, and how could you expect your team yeah. to practice that, right? Yeah, you can't, I mean, again, you can't hold other people accountable if you're not holding yourself accountable. Mm, exactly. And being able to take a step back and say, hey, I messed up, which it's yeah. never fun to do, obviously, especially in a leadership role when you have an entire team of people looking towards you. Yeah. And they ask, hey, you know, did we get this? And it's like, oh shit, no, actually I forgot. Like, let me take care of that. I'll get it taken care of right now. That's never fun, mm -hmm. but it also just makes you relatable and it just shows that, hey, you're human. We all make Exactly. mistakes but own it correct it and move on from it like there's yeah. no point in dwelling and trying to pass the blame on somebody else when it's your responsibility just own it yeah absolutely and i think that's a huge point like being okay saying nope that's 100 percent on me like yeah. I, I messed that up i'm gonna correct it right away and then just be assertive and have that action plan moving forward but if you're somebody who tries to avoid that that ownership if you're like well that wasn't me so i'm not sure like whoever like immediately you're jumping to that or the the bullshit apology of yeah. accountability which i've heard before where i know i messed up but it's because of x y and right. z like no your team does not want to hear the excuses because then when you have to hold your team accountable guess what they're going to give you excuses yeah. so and you just can't get mad say, at them yeah so just say hey i haven't been my best because i you know i haven't been on track i'm going to do better i'm going to correct this whatever it is just own it and fix it and leave the excuses just leave them out of it they're yeah. not needed yeah they're, they're they're not helping the situation you know no matter what excuse you have to to come in mind um it's it's really going back to the fact that here's the reason why i didn't get this completed or maybe you start playing the victim and 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 it's just 
passing blame, passing the buck. And as a leader, it's unacceptable. You know, it's, it's hard enough to coach your, your employees and individuals who aren't in leadership positions because, you know, like everybody's going to have an excuse. They're going to complain about something. So as a leader, you have to have that quality really ingrained in you so you can coach others to see a different perspective. And if you're struggling with that, then there's no way that's going to happen with your team. And you and I have encountered that countless times where I can immediately see if there's a toxic culture and there's a lot of, you know, negativity and, and blaming and pointing. I'm going to look at the, the leader and chances are they're they're embodying these exact same qualities which are, are super toxic to the culture. And they're the ones that are kind of creating this um, throughout the company. Um, number six, guys, in our 12 ways to succeed as a leader is to pass credit for success up and down the chain. And so I will say, like, right off the bat, I was never somebody who wanted to take credit from anybody else. So that that's one thing to, that I wanted to be very clear. Like, I had trouble showing encouragement and recognition so stopping and saying instead of me saying like hey guys i think we have an opportunity with x y and z rather than just saying hey guys amazing job with with this i think we can also focus on this that's what i struggled with as far as credit goes i was never one to to say okay this team did this oh but i was the one that taught them that yeah but i encountered but that goes back to humility yeah i encountered people who did that and it, it blew my mind and, and i don't know it's just a lack of awareness when you're standing there having a conversation with them and i'm like man your team did crazy good this month they did this isn't that and then they're the first to say like yeah you know what i'm the one that showed them that kind of there's a, I, I know you are you already know and expect you're, that you're like you're their the manager you're the one that coach them i yeah. understand that you don't need to address that to us you know and so um when you see those humble leaders they're the, they're the ones that are quickest to say like man all kudos goes to my team yeah. they come in every day and they bust their ass right and on the flip side of that you can see someone who is really just trying to get that credit and get that recognition for themselves rather than their team. They're going to be the ones that are trying to put them up on that pedestal. And that is a poor quality for a leader. Um, if you are someone who does this, really reassess and think, hey, you know what? You wouldn't be in this position if it, your team wasn't around yeah. you. And any good reflection of your team is a great reflection of you. Absolutely. So like you don't have to try to steal someone's like, like you know what I mean? Like it's they're doing great, but because you helped get them there. And I think it's pretty self said, like you don't have to actually go out and say it's because of me. Yeah. That's definitely not, not a good quality to have. And I think same, like for me with you, whenever my supervisors would give me like kudos or be like, Oh, you know, we have, you know, Ashley said show, whatever. It was always awkward and uncomfortable yeah, for is, me to take that praise. Cause I, I think you and I are both people who don't really mm -hmm. like need that. Like for me, if you're not telling me that I need to do something different, then I'm going to assume that what I'm doing is good and I'm going to keep doing exactly. that. I'm going to try yep. to do it better. But I think, yeah, build your, build your team up. Don't just build yourself up because you want to build a strong bench yeah. of leaders so that you can move up and they can take your position. Yeah. And chances are it, it's also vice versa. If they're, if they're wanting to get all the credit, they're probably shitting on their team whenever things happen they're like oh well it's because so-and-so is doing this so-and-so is doing that yeah. but it's like you know what either one you put them in that position or two you coach them you're not holding them accountable so either one you're going to not complain about your team and do something about it or you're going to say hey you know what these are opportunities as a team where yeah. we can where we can really get better um and i think when people start seeing 
not only the company nor not only their team but the company as a we type of thing that's that also goes back to owning the entire situation you and know owning your role exactly owning your role as a leader like you have a responsibility as a leader to represent the company and, and to be a steward of the brand and i think that's a huge point for me because there are situations where um you know how many details right now but there are situations where i would run into where you know if there was a customer complaint regarding let's say a certain um, location that I was overseeing, you know, and whatnot, like I still saw the responsibility as an overall brand, not just, Hey, that particular store, they're the ones that are getting heat. This customer experience is a reflective, um, you know, complaint over the whole brand itself, you know, and, and all they have to say is like this company, yes, maybe on this situation, like they got, they got really poor service, this company does not embody great customer service. Mm-hmm. It's, they're not just going to say just this one person, right? Yeah. And so I think as a leader, you want to really embody that entire ownership. And when when there is good credit, you know, pass that to your team. And and when it's when when there's opportunities, be able to step front and say, as a leader, like we're going to work on this together. Yeah. Number seven. Work hard. As the leader, you should be working harder than anybody else on the team. No job is beneath you. I mean, I mean that's self-explanatory. I, right yeah, there. that's that's easy, and I think that was like a big one for me. Is your team will work as hard as you? They're not going to work as hard as you. They shouldn't. Like mm-hmm. no one's no one should be working harder than the leader of that team because that's their responsibility. And no. if you expect your team to work as hard as you, then like you're you're setting unrealistic expectations. Like if no. you had a bunch of managers working for you, then you wouldn't really need to be there in the first place. And yeah. I think knowing that. You know, nothing is beneath you. Like, if there's stuff that comes in, if something spills and there's no one to clean it, like, freaking grab a mop and do yeah, it man, yourself. That like, blows my mind when that, people don't. That was one thing when I stepped into, I would step into new roles or, you know, a new location and I'd be, like, cleaning or helping break mm-hmm. stuff down and the team would be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you cleaning? Right. And I'm like, what do you mean it needs to be done? You guys are busy doing your jobs already and trying to excel in your roles. Why would I pull you from what you're doing to come mm-hmm. up while I sit in the office. Right. Like it's, it's easy. And the more that you do those little things, like you think your team's not paying attention, but that's just giving you more respect. Absolutely. And eventually they'll start to like, want to do more and help out more because yeah. they see that you're doing the same things that you're asking them to do. Yeah. Like you understand, like the reason I ask you to help me with this is because you know i'm doing other things too you know it's if you're not going to do it you know damn well i'm going to go out there and grab them up and do it like yeah. I'm, it's not beneath me and it's also i think um it's kind of good coaching and training because i would sometimes there'd be girls sitting you know not doing anything yeah and they you know i'd, I'd notice it and I was like, I'm not going to go and be like, hey, isn't there something you should be doing? Because right. I'm not going to micromanage. Like, your stuff's done. There's, You should be looking for other stuff to do. Right. But I would just go do it. And they'd be like, oh, I was going to do that. I'm like, well, it's fine. I'm already doing it. They're like, oh, no, here, let me let me help you. Okay, yeah. great. So then now they know that if there's something that needs to be done and they're not doing it, then I'm going to go do it. And then it makes them feel like they're not doing their job. So it makes them more aware of staying active and doing things yeah absolutely and, and this this reminds me of like so many different examples like i think when when people think as a leader they're in a in a in a role because of the title and and now they're they're gonna finger point and everybody does this i'm gonna boss you around i don't even like the word boss and i would always tell that to my yeah, managers same, same. um but the, the whole thing is is 
as the leader, if you're out there setting the example, everything else will follow. You don't have to. And I got into these conversations with one assistant manager one time where he, he was newly promoted, but the team didn't respect him because the moment he got into that role, he started saying, hey, guys, go ahead and do this, go ahead and do that, go ahead and do this. And he would just kick back and stand like the epitome of what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And so we had so many conversations where, you know, I said, he was like, man, I really need help with this. Can you help me just be a, be a good leader? And I'm like, dude, you're, you're not a leader right now. Like right now you're just a manager that, that just got in this role. And so what I would encourage you to do, it sounds like you're bossing everybody around. And yes, I've the reason you're in this role is because I've seen you work hard and I've seen you go out there and bust your ass or else you wouldn't be in this role, you know? The fact is you just need to go out and do it lead by example so that way when you say when you come back and say hey can you can one of y'all help me um, take out this trash i'm actually knocking out this cleaning over here and and or talking to a member over here and this and that they're going to see that you're already out there working hard and and they want to help you with that no one wants to help a leader who's just there bossing around and on their high horse and and like put yourself in their shoes like who would want to do that yeah but um number seven guys work hard no job should be beneath you. Uh, be the hardest worker in the room, and that that should go without you know without any more than that. But number eight out of our twelve ways to succeed as a leader is to have integrity. Do what you say, say what you do. Don't lie up and down the chain of command. And I think that's so self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants a leader who they can't trust, who they feel like ha- doesn't have their best intentions. They're going to yeah. go in and do something different or it just doesn't keep their word. Like if right. you say you're going to do something, follow through and get it done. Like don't just say things because then, then eventually you're not trustworthy. Like yeah. people, you have no credibility You're it's like, Oh, it's just another thing that they said. Yeah. So they'll, you'll lose respect and nobody will look up to you. Yeah, absolutely. And for those who who haven't tuned into some of our early on episodes, um, we're on episode 30 now, but a lot of the earlier on ones, the start of the year, had our personal core values highlighted. Integrity was one of them, accountability, humility, um, discipline. But in he- integrity, we talked about building your personal brand. And, and, I, and especially in my position as a regional manager overseeing other general managers and assistant managers, you start understanding who on your team has that credibility and who does it. And you start leaning into those who have shown you time and time again that their name means a lot. And, and if they tell you they're going to do something, then they're going to do it, you know, and you know what to expect. And then on the other end, you have individuals who are probably on their way out already where you have like, it's like you have to take what they say with a grain of salt and and that's that's not that's not good you know and and i think it's just building integrity and so as a leader you have to not only show your supervisor but you show your team that you're someone they can count on you're someone who does have that good moral compass who does who does make those ethical decisions and um that you can be trustworthy yeah very well said thank you (laughs) Um, number nine, be balanced. Extreme actions and opinions are usually not good. What I'm do you like think of not this the best at balance. Like I think we, I mean, I'm not like extreme with my opinions and things like that. I am very open-minded to seeing right. all perspectives, which I think is huge in leadership. Like if you're going to navigate difficult conversations, if you're going to lead effectively and empower your team, you have to be open-minded and you your opinions can't be super strong because you have to be open to like other people's opinions and other ways of seeing and doing things. 
Um, the being balance is like apart for me. I think I'm very extreme. Like when I'm very focused on one thing, yeah. like I'm very focused and like, I don't stop until that thing is done yeah. the way that I think that it needs to be done. But I think obviously as far as in a leadership role, <laughs> not personally, I think, you know, extreme actions are never good. Like you can't go from not coaching your team to then writing them up on a final write up just yeah. because you're emotional and you're feeling some kind of way. Yeah. You have no. to make sure that, that you're doing things accordingly. Yeah. And I think, I think give yourself a little bit of credit too. I think if you reword this, be balanced, extreme actions and opinions are usually not good. I think of this as be flexible. You know, there are going to be situations where you can flex a little bit, have that balance where you're not completely just black and white, yeah. extreme. You got to go by the book. And trust me, like I started for me, I was just like, man, let's not go too far off the book as possible. We want to keep you tight very, to the belt. Very by the book. I yeah. do like to bend the rules. Yeah. And, and you have to <laughs> in situations, right? And so there's that balance. But you remember the other couple of weeks ago, we talked about, um, customer service or i think i i took that one right i talked about customer service but i but i talked about it with you before where i'm saying hey there's this situation i want to talk about where it's like give them the pickle and and you have this customer that comes in where it says you know what can I have a side of pickles and they've done this for years and then one day they came in can I have a side of pickles please and that particular service said yes but i'm gonna it's gonna be an extra charge and she was like, what? Like, this is crazy. I've been coming or whatever. And she's like, unfortunately, like, it's going to be an extra charge. And that customer never came back. For me, I'm saying in that situation, you could have that balance to say, you know what? Be flexible and give them the pickles. What does that cost you over the lifetime customer you know, retention? But you were saying, hey, why didn't that customer just pay for the pickles? Which I completely get it. Yeah, and I mean, I felt bad for the person because I've had to be that new leader who takes a, a store over, right? And all these policies are not being done. Yeah, and then people are like, well, I've always done this. And this new team that I'm training correctly right. gets disrespected by this person because they were being let to do things incorrectly. They're not open to, oh, my bad. I actually had no idea, but I'm happy to pay for it. Right. a dollar or whatever yeah. right so, so so this is a, a it could be a double-edged sword like you have customers out there who are almost entitled to expect things and then you have ways where i 100 percent agree with you on that because both of us have gone into situations like that where we're really cleaning up house mm -hmm. and we're teaching new team members the proper you know procedures and operations and whatnot and there's maybe customers coming in that have gotten handouts all this time from mm -hmm. the old individuals that were leading that and we're having to correct that so i think that's a little bit different from this aspect like, charge them for the yeah <laughs> yeah but that's there are situations yeah <laughs> but there are situations where you do have to be balanced you have to be flexible you have to have that finesse as a leader to say like dude you don't don't be like a jackass don't it's, it's don't. almost like that is it worth it type of thing exactly yep and so you can't be super extreme with things opinions for sure I love that they put this usually they're not good so like if your opinions don't have facts to them you can give you can give your subject or i would say subjective or objective perspective on something and let them know like hey let me i can provide some perspective it's not necessarily my personal opinion but it's a different way to think about things and look at look from a different lens but if you're just blurting out your emotional opinion about something, that is the worst thing you can do. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that emotional intelligence isn't one of these, but we talk, we, I don't know if we've talked about that on an episode. We have it listed on our notes, but um, being able to keep your cool, have your 
emotions in check is, is super critical for a leader. Otherwise, you're just going to be seen as someone who's gets riled up for everything, who you're emotionally shouts emotionally unstable. Yeah, emotionally unstable who who shouts out their opinions and what they're what basically is going on in their head. They just shout it out and talk about it and that's just to me like that's not that's not a leader who really deserves that respect or even could be categorized as a leader in the first place. All right, guys, number 10, just the last few ones here in our 12 ways to succeed as a leader that's been highlighted in Jocko Willink's book, Leadership Strategy and Tactics. But number 10 is be decisive. When it is time to make a decision, make one. And, you know, you and I have probably worked with so many individuals who lacked that assertiveness, lacked that confidence. And, and if you're in a leadership role, that could be really costly. You could, you could have a lot of a lot of errors being made and and decisions that should have been made not being made your problem solving skills are probably not as as fluent as they should be but um this is huge you know being decisive is is super important yeah, especially in a leadership role i mean you have to be able to make you might not always make the right decision exactly, yeah. right it's okay to make mistakes i've made mistakes that's how where, you're gonna learn where i hire someone and i'm like they're gonna be great and then yeah. a month later i'm like Fuck, they're just not great yeah. and now i have to coach them up or coach them out accordingly and see yeah. what i can do with my decision and see how to make the most exactly. of it so it's part of it but i think the worst thing you can do as leaders not make your own decisions and consistently ask your supervisor you know, what should I do? What should I do? What should no. I do? It's like, then at that point, why are, why are am I paying this person yeah. to be in this role when they're essentially just a middleman and a messenger? You've been entrusted to be in a leadership position for a reason and be confident in yourself to make those decisions needed, you know, within your team. Yeah. And as long as they're not emotionally driven, you're just saying, hey, you know what? This is my decision because like we need this. We need yeah. this to happen right now we need this is not really yeah. factual for me. And I think it, as long as you're able to say, Hey, you know what, here's my decision based off of X, Y, and Z. Here are the facts. Here's the situation, the context behind it. Then for me, I'm like, make the decision. And I think that's one thing too, is whenever you make a decision as a leader, as a person, you should always have a why behind it. For sure. Like I'm making this decision because of X, Y, and Z, and it's going to benefit us in X, Y, and Z. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think the, the biggest thing, especially um, with these decisions that have to be made, is the fact is just make the decision. If you feel confident in, in the context, the information that you have to make this decision, you never know if it's going to be the right decision. Look at, look at the example you just gave. Both of us have been in situations where we maybe felt like we brought on a hire, was like, dude, this person, this is somebody I've been looking for, right? And then they get a different offer from somewhere and you're just like, well, damn. So it, it really, you just never know. And I think the, you have to have the information that you have in front of you to make the best decision possible for the situation. Sometimes people aren't going to like the decision you make. That's fine. You're not in this position to, to win a popularity contest. You're not in a leadership position just to make people happy. Right. If that's the case, you should not be in a leadership position. You should actually be, you know, selling ice cream. What's that? What's that? <laughs> that like, yeah, if you want to be, if you want everyone to like you, sell sell ice cream. Don't be a leader. Yeah, I think um, um, I forgot who said that. I don't remember. I yeah, don't remember. Like Bill Gates. No, no. No. Steve Jobs. I think it was Steve Jobs that's credited that mm -hmm. that quote. Yeah. Um, 
but be decisive guys and again if you make a decision and it turns out it was a wrong decision who cares like you know what brush yourself off learn from it and say okay get the facts down to understand why you made that decision incorrectly and then learn from it moving forward coming from like two regional managers that oversaw other leaders in companies that is all i wanted was for the person to be decisive have their facts in order and then make the decision and if it came back that it wasn't the right decision don't pass blame this is where i saw people's true colors don't pass blame don't say like oh yeah it's because someone had told me that if this if this is just own it just say you know what i made that wrong decision now i know moving forward though what i can do differently on the, on the next round and that's it and that's like music to our ears i'm just like this is this is a, a leader that's decisive but also they're humble enough to say you know what i made a mistake and and um i'm gonna own up to it um number 11 we kind of jump back to our people number 11 in the 12 ways to succeed as a leader is to build those relationships so that is your main goal as a leader a team is a group of people who have relationships and who trust one another otherwise it's just a disconnected incoherent cluster of people which we've seen so many times where you can feel it going into a team especially us coming from austin and then going to virginia for me i was brand new to you know six different teams you know so i stepped i had to step in and learn everybody learn the relationship side of things understand who they are and some of those teams felt so disconnected i walked in and everybody's just kind of in their own doing their own thing clocking in doing their job and then leaving and i'm like man where's the unity like where's the bond where's the excitement and that was one of my goals especially having the location so spread out was to really bring this this region together you know whether you're three hours away from one location i want us to feel like we're still like in each other's backyard and being able to say you know what like we're a team if you need any help reach out to me i'd love to help you out not just hey we're all in this little bubble by ourselves and we don't really communicate with anybody else but relationships are huge and huge and i think you know you have similar examples going into teams where you've turned teams around where they feel like they're just all in it for themselves and then it turns out to be like man this is a tight unit and it does start with those little things that you do yeah i think a big thing was you know similar i had been in austin for like seven or eight years Mm -hmm. in my role and everyone on my team you know we had a good culture everyone enjoyed each other and we all worked really good together and had that good professional and personal relationship it's like a fine balance and that was built up over yeah yeah. and that was built up over you know i started entry-level position Mm -hmm. when i was in college and then i worked my way up to you know a district manager regional coach position so that was i had that so then going to virginia and stepping into a completely new team of of Mm -hmm. women that I had never met, had no idea who I was, what I did before anything like that. It was, it was new and it was a challenge because they didn't have strong relationships within each other. They didn't have that good positive culture. So to kind of be able to shift and turn that around, I think it started with the, just the small gestures of one showing up for your team. So they Mm -hmm. show up for you letting them know that I was there to help them if they had questions, answering it or finding the answers for them and just kind of showing, you know, what a good leader should be. And then I think if you're a good leader, usually you have good culture. Yeah. If you're absolutely. a bad leader, I've never stepped into a store and have had 
a horrible leader with great culture. Yeah. And, like, and, and it just doesn't. No, absolutely. And you did, you did the small things that mattered so much. You little things like you kept your office door open. Like why have it closed? Why shield yourself off from yeah. your team? Right. You kept your office door open. You allowed anybody just to walk by, come in and talk to you. You obviously, you know, got to know their names. Of course you had, a, you had a smaller team, but you got to know a little bit about them, you know, outside yeah. of work, little gestures. And then just say good morning and hi to people. Yeah. Like I think a big thing too is you, Show you create the energy within your team, right? Yeah. They feed off of you. So if everyone's negative and you come in and you don't talk to them, that negativity will spread. If like the girls would, when, you know, first no one talked to each other, yeah. you know, you just come in and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? How's your day? How was your weekend? You kind of force them a little bit to yeah. talk to you. But then after a while it turned into, I'd walk in and they'd be like, Hey, like, what are you up to? Whatever. Like they got used to it. Yeah. They just have to almost be retrained and rewired to say, Oh, this is what work could be like. This Absolutely. is what it should be like. Yeah. No, that's, that's so crazy. And it blows, it blows my mind. Like some people are just naturally great like this and but it makes you think about the cultures out there that aren't doing this are they just coming in clocking in and not talking to their team no 100 percent. and yeah. i think when i was in a regional coach position i was able to work with with different groups that weren't just within my franchise mm -hmm. i was going into different and hearing the dynamic between the franchise owners and the managers or seeing the dynamic between the team and the managers it was so crazy to me that people would not talk to their team yeah. that they would just say well my team knows what they're supposed to do so i don't really have to talk wow. to them Damn. and i'm like but you're here telling me that you're struggling and you're not hitting your revenue goals maybe you do need to talk to your yeah. team maybe they don't know exactly what they're supposed to do yeah. and maybe you're not the person to be in this position because you should be talking to everybody in your team every single day that they're yeah. there obviously if they're off respect that but you should be speaking to them and the same thing for like franchise owners there was a lot of disconnect between sure. you know owners and leaders and that's another relationship that needs to be strong if you're entrusting this person to run your entire business yeah that's crazy and i, and I think relationships even go we talked about um internal and external customers they even go to your customers your oh, external 100%. customers because you know it blew my mind and and you know for me that what well, the reason why i had that customer service episode alone because I, you know hospitality and customer service you, you is really like love it you always like to create like an experience is, for everybody yeah and i just i mean saying hi to people general courtesy and and there was there were some locations i would go into in virginia where it just blew my mind where like the city itself is just so moody, so sad. Like coming in, if I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Like, how's we your morning came, going? I think from from Austin to Virginia was a big culture shock yeah. difference. I think Austin is very liberal and everyone's very like friendly and talkative. And I think it was just a different culture that we were stepping yeah. into. Yeah. And I think for me, I saw that as an opportunity and a challenge to coach the team around because they would see you know I, I would give that example right hey guys how's it going welcome in um and they don't even say hi they just they would scan in and just be like give me 10 minutes on or whatever i'm like all right cool so i just get them set up on something and then we i would talk with the team and i'm like man you know like people are a little bit feisty over here and then they're like yeah they're like that all the time and so i would encourage them i'm like let's be that change try for to them. break them down yeah be that change for them let them come into the business and say like you know what i always feel so good walking in there because they're always so friendly because it's apparent that they don't get this outside of yeah. this business and so um it doesn't necessarily have to just be with your internal 
customers, your staff, that you have to create those relationships. Like those need to happen because if you're not creating those, you guarantee they're not going to be having these relationships with the, with the customers. Yeah. And I, I've heard this quote where it's like um, a lot of companies, they try to get customers, but they're not focused on getting and keeping their employees. Yeah. So it's like just how you try to create an experience it's the bottom for line every customer. About. You also have to create an experience for your team. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but relationships are huge. And, and again, it goes adventures outside of just your internal employees. So if you're looking to succeed as a leader, be sure that you're nurturing those relationships with your customers so they can see you and say, hey, you know what? No wonder this this team is just so vibrant and the culture is so great is because this leader embodies all that, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's that's huge. And every little bit counts. I kid you not, guys. Like even the simplest hi and bye to somebody would would make their day. And the last one on this list, guys, of 12 ways to succeed as a leader is get the job done. That's the purpose of a leader, to lead a team in accomplishing a mission. If you don't accomplish the mission, essentially you fail as a leader. Performance does count. And this rings so many bells where, again, going back to the very beginning, People think they get into this leadership role just for the title. Cool. Like I don't have to really do anything. Like you're, you're every day. It should be a way to improve not only your team culture, improve the company, improve ways that you're saying. You know what? Like I'm making this impact. Like if you don't have that competitive fire inside of you, then you should not be in the leadership position. And and you and I worked with individuals like this where they're coming in, and it's almost like. I don't want to have to be big brother and check the, the location cameras because I just have a feeling that the things we're asking you guys to do, they're just not being done. And so I feel that sometimes they, you know, certain leaders don't really weigh heavily on the performance of what they're bringing to the company and to the team. When essentially, like, if you're not going to fulfill this role, then there's a lot of other people out there who really want to. Yeah to have this 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 position essentially yeah, and i think that's a conversation that i always had with new leaders was like okay now the work is just starting yeah like you got this position but just because you got it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to keep be easy. it if you don't show up for the position that you're in now like you were excelling in the role you were in now you're in this new role that's completely like foreign to you, you have to now master this yeah. so if you think you can step in and put the same effort that you were putting in before then you're very mistaken yeah. and i think you you have to understand that when you're in a new role, you have to like really focus on learning and growing yourself and making sure that things are being done the right way. Because if things are not being done, it's a direct reflection of you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think maybe there's some, some mis, misrepresentation or misconception of what it really meant to step into a leader role. And I think that goes back to the very first one where we talked about like it's a responsibility it's a privilege it's an honor to step into a leadership role and and like you have your work cut out for you it's like welcome to the big leagues there's a lot of things that come with a leadership role and a lot of responsibility and and essentially you have to accomplish that mission for sure because as we can see having the title quote unquote of a leader comes with a huge responsibility and is a huge honor to have others be mentored by you um i always loved like when when individuals would say like they would consider me like a mentor of theirs the past i mean i mean it gives me goosebumps like it's just like you think about that because it's you have no i i don't know how to word this like it's like you're intentionally going oh i want to be an influence to this person that person it's you be you end up becoming what 
what you just kind of set out to do by your hard work, by your influence, by how much you've grown as an individual and, and then and then passed it on, you know, passed it on and shared it with others and served others. But, you know, our, our core values here at the Strong Society of humility, accountability, discipline, integrity and growth, they stem from the principles and lessons that you and I have learned over the course of our careers. Um, like if we have a strong set of core principles and are willing to put forth the effort and and open-minded to learn and adapt, I mean, anybody has a very high chance of succeeding as a leader and becoming a positive influence in, in people around them. Um, but essentially, guys, that's a wrap for episode 30. We hope that you really enjoyed our perspective on these 12 ways to succeed as a leader. And if you haven't read the very impactful book by Jocko Willink, title leadership strategy and tactics please get yourself a copy as soon as possible so you can put yourself on this positive leadership track i always loved taking a picture of these two pages that we talked about the 12 ways to succeed as a new leader and i would always send them to new leaders whenever didn't you send them to somebody recently I oh for like. sure I, I think brian yeah <laughs> i'm like i feel like yeah, you just one of our it. Friends. So I, sending these to people just regularly yeah, like if anyone I still, wants <laughs> i still send them like i have them i have them saved in, in my phone under an album but they're um they're so easy because they're just listed one through 12 Mm -hmm. so easy to relate to and if you look at each one just like we covered it's so self-explanatory and if you really can self-reflect and and be vulnerable and and really say hey i do have a problem i struggle with some of these then really be intentional and go after them and i think if if you look at these 12 ways to succeed as not only a new leader but any leader whether whatever tenure that you might be in there's always time to change, always time to grow your mindset. And so that's it, why it's really exciting for me. Um, and I keep those because it's super simple. Yeah. And I, I liked how you said, you know, it's not just for new leaders. It can be for, you know, current leaders sure. no matter how long. And I think leadership's always growing and changing, like as an industry as a whole. And I think it's even nice if, if you have been in a leadership position for a long time, you can use it as a self-assessment. Are these things that you yep. practice day to day or are there things that maybe you have an air? area of opportunity on and that's just going to help you develop yourself and if you are doing most of them then that's also reassurance to you that you are on the right path definitely um yeah well said there but guys be sure to like share and follow the strong society and the strong society podcast on instagram and facebook tune in via spotify and apple podcasts and feel free to reach out to us with any questions feedback or personal situations you may have and may want to share our personal instagram handles are anthony lucas flotas and ashley m zam so be sure to follow our pages as well to catch free workouts and educational content weekly if you have not done so already guys be sure to also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter we throw out a ton of freebies downloadables and information that can help you in your health and wellness journey as well as your careers which is is a huge part of what we do day to day Thanks, guys. Have a great Monday. Great start of the week.